Welcome back to Rider Realty Tuesday Tips, and today we have my friend Stacy Zerger. Not only is she my friend, but she's a fellow realtor at Rider Realty, and she's going to talk to us about all kinds of different things today. In fact, we're going to have her on two episodes. So I met Stacy a number of years ago, just a fun little story. Um, I met her because we have a mutual friend, and then at one point, Stacy was my um, assistant for real estate. And she worked at my house with me and we had, I had some rhubarb in the fridge that our mutual friend actually ironically had given me. And my husband's grandma used to make really good rhubarb stuff and he wanted me to do something. I'm a terrible cook, terrible baker. And so I'm like, Stacy, will you help me make this? And we were both in the kitchen. She's cooking. I'm just sitting there. And my husband walks in and thinks I made it. And he's like, oh, thank you. This looks so good. And you looked at me and I looked at you. We never said a word. And he left and we started laughing. And I'm not positive if he even knows about that. He might have found out about it years later, but he listens to this. So he's going to know now. So sorry, honey, it was Stacy. <laughs> but so clearly she's talented and a great friend who would do anything for you. And now we're going to talk about her situation. So, Stacey, one of the things I liked um, that I wanted to have you on is before and since you've been a realtor, you've had the whole set of experiences just in your own own history. So, bought your first house for sale by owner, and then I you started to sell your uh, that house for sale by owner, and I ended up listing it. So, let's start with that. So, as a realtor now with several years of experience... What do you wish you had known when you bought the house for sale by owner? Or would you say it was super smooth and exactly what a realtor would expect in a transaction and nothing, you wouldn't change anything or you didn't notice anything that was maybe a little bit different than it would be if it was a traditional listing? Yeah. So I would say that it actually wasn't a bad experience. Um, That was more or less due to the homeowner's um, they had done it in the past. So it wasn't their first time buying or selling a house by themselves. So they had an attorney lined up to do all the paperwork um, and all that stuff. So it was literally, we went and looked at it and I think we went back maybe two days later and sat at the table and discussed price with them. And yeah, they had all the legal documents right there for us to sign and do everything. So, I mean, at the same time, I didn't really know any better because we hadn't ever worked with an agent. Um, But I will say that, yeah, the for sale by owner was a smooth process. But even before we bought that house, we had looked with an agent and I guess that can kind of go towards maybe part of me becoming an agent is that agent was so pushy with everything we looked at because we were looking like in the Fredericksburg area and there's like nothing ever available. Right. So anything that had come up was like, we were, you know, like, okay, you guys have to make an offer if you even remotely think you like this house. Um, and just really, really pushy. And that really, I guess, deterred us from doing anything with that agent. So at that point, when you saw the, ver- <clears throat> sorry, when you saw the for sale by owner, and it was someone that you knew, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was 
because your agent wasn't great, that might have been a little bit of a relief to you guys as a young couple that you knew the person, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, like I said, we were comfortable with them. Um, but they overall made things easy, I guess, mm-hmm. again, from the experience that they had in the past from selling on their own before. So they had all their ducks in a row before, you know, like for when we came. Mm-hmm. But, and then your experience not being great with a realtor probably just made it like, oh, this really is smooth and not pushy mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. How old were you guys when you bought that house? Oh, geez. Um, 20. Okay. 21. So young. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going, so, so you're just young married couple and then you add two boys to your family and then I'm sure you're, you're dreaming or excited about building someday. But yet some people want to build or it's a dream, but they don't know if they really can or they end up not being able to or they can't afford land or they can't find land. But for you guys, you knew you were going to build on the family farm. So that was kind of a, I guess, a bittersweet decision. Um, So we had discussed it for a few years, even before we we bought the for sale by owner house. Um. And it just didn't seem maybe like the right time and we decided not to. So we just, we purchased our first house instead. And then, um, in 2009, so our second child would have been, yeah, six months. Um, my husband's grandpa was, um, unexpectedly and tragically, um, had an accident, was killed and he was a huge part of my husband's farm that he grew up on. And so my husband knew at that point that we had to be on the farm so he could assist in what his grandpa used to do and help his dad. So that's when we decided that we were going to build. Now, is that more because Brian wanted to help his dad and be like a helper to him since grandpa was gone or part of it was part of it, the legacy of, I want my kids to have the experiences with their grandpa on the farm that I had, or maybe both. It was, it was both like Brian had a lot of the traits that his grandpa had being able to fix anything and, and do anything like that. And so, yeah, he definitely wanted to be there for his dad, but also, yeah, to have that environment that our boys could run around on a hundred acres or whatever if they wanted to. And it was fine. Yeah. So was it. A little bittersweet, though, selling your house because it had been your first home and you guys brought two boys home from the hospital there when they were born. Or was it, did you know that was never a forever house from the beginning? So maybe it was, and maybe you don't get emotionally attached. I mean, I cry when I get rid of a vehicle because I have memories in the vehicle. So I'm probably the wrong person to ask. But how did you feel about that? No, it was bittersweet because, I mean, we brought our babies home from the hospital there. And then, so you have all those memories of all the firsts that we had in that house. Mm-hmm. Um, but then once we moved, like, you know, I got acclimated to, I mean, we didn't move right into the house. We were transitioning to a rental while we were building and it was right next door. So that was good, I guess, in a sense. Um, maybe not good for the builder and all the subcontractors because we well, were constantly right <laughs> bugging them to make sure things were on time. But um Yeah. So yeah, bittersweet in the sense of that. And just, I'm always questioning, like, are we making the right decision? And, 
and all that stuff. And it felt a little more like when you build, it's more permanent than when you maybe buy a house. Sure. Um, especially when it's on family property. Right. So remind me, you did not start building your house until you officially closed on the house I sold for you. I can't remember. Isn't that terrible? Or did you start in advance? So we sold in, well, we moved in August of 2013. And then we started building in June of 2014. So we dug, we started digging ground. Yeah. June, 2014. And we moved in November 7th, 2014. Okay. So, so your house was for sale. We had it under contract and then the unexpected mm -hmm. government shutdown happened. So your buyer was USDA. So there was already a, a you know, an extra little bit of time, mm -hmm. which wasn't that bad, a couple of day turnaround. And then I remember you calling me and saying, what's this going to do to our house closing? And it delayed it mm -hmm. by a lot because mm -hmm. we had that shutdown and then they were all backed up. So what were your thoughts as a, as a seller during that time? Was it like, well, it is what it is. Or was this like annoying or, you know, what, what were your thoughts? Did you just want to scream and say only you know i i'm only gonna work with people who are paying cash or what were your thoughts i mean just as a you know as a seller yeah so not only did that happen but so we listed our house like i said 2009 so the first time that we put a sign in the yard that we tried to sell it ourselves was september i think it was labor day weekend of 2009 and so by the time we sold it was 2013 so to to tell people that now, you know, if I'm with a buyer or a seller, you know, and to tell them that experience, it just sounds like, no, you're not even like, that's mm -hmm. not possible because houses sell so fast these days, especially in Waynedale district. So, um, yeah, it was, it was frustrating in that aspect because mm -hmm. we went from sale by owner trying to do it ourselves. And then we hired you and finally got it under contract. Well, there was another realtor in between. Yes. My owner and me. Yeah. Yes. Ryder Realty did not have that house for sale for five years. I just <laughs> want to make that clear. <laughs> no. And so, yeah, we, um, we moved in, like I said, August of 2013. And then I don't know how long after we moved that the government shut down and we didn't end up closing until right before Thanksgiving right. of 2013. So, my in-laws were gracious enough. They owned our rental that we were staying in. So they didn't charge us rent. And so that was, you know, helpful, but yeah, because I was, I mean, you from having a house payment and a rent, right. you just had that house payment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So no, I mean, we kind of look, you have to look at each other at some point and just laugh and go really like this would only happen to us. Mm -hmm. It's taken us this long to sell our house and now the government's going to shut down you know, what else could possibly happen. Right. So, but we got through it and yeah, everything happens for a reason. That's what I always say. So, so people who are, what do they say? Um, and I, and I'm just roughly saying this, it might not be completely right, but the number one cause of divorce is money. And a pretty close second is building a house. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 
which I get because you have so many choices. I mean, not just after, not just finding the land, but after that, every little thing about the house you need to decide, and that's after you go through thousands of floor plans. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any extra pressure on you guys? Like you said, if somebody builds a house, like one of we have other friends who have built homes, but there's not attachment to the land. So if they wanted to build and build again, they could do that. For you guys, I'm sure it was a little bit different because it was your family farm. Mm-hmm. Was there pressure to get it perfect? Not from your in-laws, but just from the two of you, knowing that you know, you're know you taking up this land and they're building a house. Or did, were you just kind of knew what you wanted and there wasn't anything mm-hmm. difficult there? So in the amount of time that it took us to sell our house, obviously that's when we were exploring like layouts and builders and what you know what what direction we wanted to go and so we kind of had that all figured out um and then once we picked our builder it's it's huge to have a builder that's good and informative has experience because that was yeah like there's some decisions that are you know your husband can just make that decision because i didn't know anything about it and trusted between him and the builder that that's what was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But then when it came down to the nitty gritty about like how many, you know, where do you want this outlet and right. this color and this whatever. Yeah, it gets, it gets tedious. But um, again, I guess in certain cases, I would simply look at our builder and say, I have no idea. What would you do mm-hmm. if you were us? And when he would say, and I would, okay, then I trust you go with that. Um, but yeah, building on family land is great in the sense that it was gifted to us mm-hmm. and we would have never been able to build if that wouldn't have been the case. I mean, we could have, obviously we had to save our pennies for quite a while, but um, yeah, just the, the whole aspect of you're building right beside family. So when you say maybe want to make a change and you would want to sell that house, you can't just put it on the market and sell it to whoever you want to. Right. So, so I know, and you guys went to some model homes and the one that you built was actually like one of the homes you were in. For me, that's how I would have to do it. Mm -hmm. I can walk into a house and show it and think, Oh, this bedroom is small. This is a good size and you could fit a king bed in here or whatever. To see a drawing in room dimensions on paper, I'm not, my mind doesn't work that way. Same with an acre of land. I can be at a house and see it on paper. I just can't visualize it. Did you find that you're, that that was helpful to go to the model homes or are you different than me where you can just picture it and you knew how big your dining space was going to look and you knew how big your office was going to look just by the dimensions? No, I'm very much a visual person. So we went to that model home probably maybe a dozen times. Okay. Um, now saying that between the time we started trying to sell our home until, you know, blueprints were drawn up, but yeah, we made a lot of changes to that layout, but it, we had the, the base, you know, model layout to go off of. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very visual. So if I couldn't actually see it in that house, mm-hmm. like, my husband would have to lay out whether it was boards or something to show me like the size of the living room or our builder, I guess, in that case would have to 
Like he knew I was a visual person. So he always had props to show me like, this is how big it's going to be, or this is how it's going to be. So I knew, and he was very good at saying like, okay, if we put this wall up and you come in and you see it and you're like, oh gosh, that's not big enough. Then we rip it out and we, we redo it Mm -hmm. and it's not going to charge you anything. You know, it's not going to cost you anything more. But in the end, you have to be happy you're the one paying for this house and you're the one living in it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and I remember my dad doing that, too. I was walking into his house and he had he was moving from a bigger house to a smaller house. And he had taken sheets of just white paper like you would use for, you know, paper tablecloths or something mm-hmm. like a graduation party and had drawn shaped out his furniture and cut it to see how it would be placed. And I thought, what a great idea mm-hmm. to see if your stuff will fit in a small face space or a big space, but just kind of know how it would work. Yeah. So, so now you're settled, you're in this new house, life is great. And then you start driving by your previous house. And I remember he's saying, even the boys would make comments like, Hey, does he mow the yard? Does he know the difference between weeds and flowers? That had to be interesting but how did it make you feel? Like, were you emotionally, that was a memory and now it truly was somebody else's house? I mean, you're, cause you're like five minutes away from your previous house. It mm-hmm. wasn't like you didn't pass it frequently or was that a little bit harder than you had maybe thought? Um, yeah, it was kind of mixed. I mean, yeah, we, we drove by all the time because that was our route to go to the ball fields or mm-hmm. one way to get to the school. And so, we frequently went past there. So yeah, I mean, that was one thing like my husband was very, very meticulous on how our yard looked. He Mm -hmm. was a landscaper for 10 years. So, you know, there was not weeds and things were always kept up. And then this was the the buyer was the opposite. So that was a little uh, like, oh, wow. Um, And then, yeah, just certain things that he did or didn't do to the house with upkeep. And we were like, gosh, you know, we spent so much time changing that or doing that or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the the hardest part was um, one day we were, I think, sitting in the kitchen or whatever, getting I was getting supper ready. And a friend from our church called um, Brian and he's like, your old house is on fire. I just called the fire department. And how many years had that been since you had lived in it by that point? So that would have been, oh gosh, we were probably out for four years. Okay. And so, um, our, our boys had a flag football game or something, so we couldn't go right over so we went to their game and then we we drove past the house and the fire department was still there and we knew the fire chief because the fire chief had just lived down the road from us at that house. So we stopped and got out and went over and talked to him and he told us like how the fire was started and that it was going to be a total loss and yeah, I'll be honest, I cried like it was just to see like, or remember like all the memories you had. And my boys had a hard time because as little as that house was and so many things that we didn't like about it. Mm -hmm. And then we built this, what felt like this huge house 
my boys still always said, I miss my room. I miss our basement. I miss this. I miss that. Right. So then they almost got mad because they're, you know, they were younger at the time, but they're like, how could he let the house burn down? And so that was, that was hard, but yeah. Well, and it was an accident and I'm sure the guy felt, you know, awful and it was Mm -hmm. hard for him too. Yeah. But then the other part of that is it also was boarded up and, and left for quite a while Mm -hmm. while insurance and all those things happened and then ended up getting torn down Mm -hmm. and that wasn't quick. What at least a year later. Mm -hmm. And then now there's a completely different house there. So did any of those steps, especially the end when it was a completely different house, bring closure to in particular your boys or is it still just like, you know, kind of a, a it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, it's, in the background now of mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, wow, okay, we did used to live there at one time. Our house used to be there, but right. yeah, happy that somebody got to build a house in that lot and yeah. that it didn't just sit there, you know, empty or whatever. And yeah. a new family lives there and something completely different. But yeah, and I think time makes a difference too. Like for us, for me, like I said, I cried when I, I mean, I cried when we got rid of a couch because <laughs> that's the last place I sat before I went and had a baby, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that like, for me, I don't want to go see a place I lived in as a kid or in high school or the ho- first house we bought. I don't, I like to drive past it mm-hmm. and point to the kids, but I don't want to be inside because it's going to be how they have it, you know, painted now mm-hmm. or their furniture. And that's kind of how... I do things um, for the places that we've raised our kids or, you know, mm-hmm. or our last house we lived in. We just had two of our kids. But I like to remember, you know, how we spent all the I did not. My husband spent all this time painting the nursery like Ohio State. And it would just like crush me to think about going back and they it looked different. So mm-hmm. I like to kind of keep the memories here and I would be OK with not going through it and things like that. Right. But I know everyone's different. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking to us today. We're actually going to continue the conversation with Stacy, but the next thing we're going to talk about, which will be another episode, is living by your family, the good and the bad. And that's going to be a we're having two part series with Stacy, and then we'll have a two part series then on that topic. So thank you so much for listening to our Rider Realty podcast. Like and subscribe, and of course, reach out to us if you have any questions. <laughs>